recording is in the progress. Yeah. I love that it says that every time. I, know, I wish there was like time. a permanently check checkbox. Like, yes, it we just, agree. Yes, I it it is in fact recording. Yep. Uh, all right, everybody. So there's Nate here and the yes, Mike sir. here with the God Guns and Family podcast yet again. Um, we want to thank everyone for listening yes. again. Um, since January first, we're almost to a thousand downloads, which hey, that's isn't, awesome. isn't like a whole lot, but hey, kind of a lot. That's more than the start of January. Word. Yep. Word. Um. Okay. So, what are we talking about? Nate? Yeah, dude. Let's just kind of just kind of a chat to just like what what a man's for, man. Like uh, what we're called to do. And uh, I know even on the other side of that for the the lady listeners in the house, uh, just some encouragement for them too. And just kind of, I mean, even like what we've, uh, as a church, my wife and I were just talking on the, on the way home, uh, the lack of like men being comfortable and the lack of responsibility that they feel, mm-hmm. um, it's just kind of interesting, you know, so I just have an open conversation, man, about uh, over the last you know couple of weeks um, in our Thursday night group, the gentleman who runs Survivors of War, Shane Dunnigan, has like a like a Bible study sort of thing um, at his house. So a lot of what we were talking about is, is you know, what we're called to, to be as men um, and what our responsibility is even to our wives and those who are not yet married and those who are listening that are not yet married. Um, how you should be acting now in preparation of getting married and and what we're called to be even as single men in the kingdom. You know, it's a, it's going to be a pretty profound uh, realization that the culture we live in now is trying to rob um, what men are supposed to do and how we're supposed to lead. It's everywhere. It's so bad. I mean, we've even had like masculinity conversations before, right? Like, you know, what, like it's it's almost weaponized and demonized. Like if you're acting as quote, you know, toxic masculinity, but um, even on the other side of that, like the culture dude says, you know, it's kind of, I mean, even like growing up, right? Like men don't cry. You hide all your emotions. You mm-hmm. do these things. You act tough all the time. Like if you cried ever, you were ruthlessly made fun of by, I mean, I know I was in my friends group. I don't know about you particularly, but like any sort of weakness or emotion was like, you know, in high school and middle school was like totally, you know, you're just less than a man because you show any sort of emotion. Yeah. You know, I think that's a, a big even tool of, of how Satan kind of undermines you know, what the men are called to do and called to be in his kingdom, man. So I don't know. I'm just excited, dude, that, uh, I mean, this kind of thing, even obviously it's a podcast, we got some people listening and more in Jesus name coming. Um, it's just a way to process life, like with you interpersonally, like Mm -hmm. recorded for the airwave. So, um, a lot of what we were talking about today on the way home was, um, how men, need to step up and lead their family. Um, We were, you know, we're, so our church is launching its second campus, like, you know, in the next month, the end of March that we're going to be formally like cutting the, the ribbon and relaunching a, a campus that we had grafted with um, Bethel sunrise off of uh, Galveston in Arizona and that Galveston community. 
and a lot of uh we're basically trying to replicate so basically we need to get another safety team another welcome team another you know usher team basically like doubling mm-hmm. how many people are serving is really like the big push right now and amanda was talking to a lady and um was like yo i i just feel like you're supposed like you're an awesome leader and you're not serving anywhere like let me get you plugged in and she went back to her husband and his answer immediately was no why she, she's like oh okay well and then you know in conversing you know obviously we don't want anyone to to be in disunity like like you know in division in the household that's not our our heart but it was kind of intriguing thought process which is like what Amanda and I were talking about on the way home is instead of like okay you feel led to lead let's go for it and see what happens versus you know an immediate no and really kind of what it boils down to is as men we're comfortable giving up our responsibilities because it's comfortable like we don't have to you know put the effort into lead and a lot of it like you know even in the church I don't know how it is at um, ECC with you, but predominantly in serving leadership positions is female in the church collectively across the board. Like, why do you think that is? Like, like men serving. aren't serving like on the welcome team, serving oh. in any sort of church ministry in general. Okay. I mean, how is that at ECC? Do you know, see like standing at the doors and like the usher team and prayer team? Is it predominantly um, women? No, it's not. It's, it's um, awesome. It's, I would say, without like knowing exactly what the numbers are, and it's kind of funny that you bring and bring it up. Um, but I think like, I would say maybe, maybe eighty twenty, maybe eighty percent men. Um, That's good. The women, there's more women who who work at like the cafe. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple female um, greeters when we go in, um, like one or two, and then there's like three or four at the cafe and then like the rest are men so there's like two or three who are um like greeters when we walk in and then there's one dude in the parking lot who's like you know saying hi as soon as you pull in the parking lot he's waving um that you freeze did i lose you i know i i oh i mean maybe my video can you still hear me yeah i can hear you okay, um, perfect so yeah and then when we go in it's mainly men greeting like in the sanctuary i think there's a um, a few women who do the uh child care maybe yeah child care that's a big one uh, that's predominantly yeah. women as well yeah i don't know um i've never been back in that area um but it's it, the reason why it's funny that you bring it up is because our pastor today um justin was talking about how friday they had like a a luncheon or whatever it was a dinner whatever, whatever mm-hmm. it was and they had um everyone who serves is like serving the church right whoever is working there or whatever um and he said only about half of them showed up um and it was still like 50 people and Hmm. so and you know with our group i mean like they didn't just like they just couldn't make it or something like yeah um so there's like a hundred people who are actively like working with the church and doing like whatever like volunteer stuff um so he said he's like that he's like usually he said usually that's like 20 percent um of the people of the congregation do that i guess i don't know mm-hmm. um so he was saying that it's pretty 
you know, it's pretty good and he wants, you know, more people to do it or whatever. And I'm sitting there like, set me up, bro. Set me up. (laughs) So dude, um, what's really cool too in that whole thing is, I mean, I don't, when I was first a Christian, like first a baby Christian, it was, um, I really kind of felt like, okay, I'm not a pastor. So like the ministry is the pastor's job and like, I'm just attending the church. And Mm. um, I think like, that's a huge fallacy, you know, like ministry isn't, isn't the pastor only like God's called every single one of us to ministry in some regard, in some fashion. Right. So Mm -hmm. like when we attend a church, our pastor is pastoring us, but Jesus called us each individually to go right. Christianity is a verb. It requires effort. It requires Mm -hmm. forward motion. And that's for each one of us singularly and personally, like it's our responsibility to propel that forward. And tying right back into being leaders of our home. We're the ha- we're the head of our home spiritually, right? So mm-hmm. yes, that's not like in regards to like, oh, wives must submit to your husbands. Like, yes, it says that in the Bible, but then it also yeah, says but, husbands, you must respect yeah. your wives. It's a dual Love your partnership. Wives like Jesus loves the church. Correct, right? Yeah. So in this process though, but we're responsible for the temperature and climate within our own home, spiritually speaking, as a man, that's our job. So if our pursuit of Jesus, my pastor just said something pretty profound because we had, you know, that's why we started a little bit later is, is we had this, the launch meeting for the next campus. But he said this, if you think about, he was talking in regards to revival and awakening. Like we always pray, Lord, you know, revive me, Lord, I will speak revival in the world. But really, that's an awakening. The revival happens internally, personally first. And when you're stoked to the flames of, if you're like revived, the flame of your, of your passionate pursuit of Jesus is revived. People are going to come look at it. He's like, think of it like this. You're in your neighborhood and the biggest house on the block starts on fire. What are you going to do? You're going to come out of your house and look at the fire and be like, dang, that's a really big fire. Mm -hmm. That right there is essentially what we're called to do is is to be the flame people come to look at, which then stirs an awakening in them. So revival first starts in yourself as a man, and then that revival should spill over into the spiritual climate of your home. Yeah. Um. So I think we as men have been vastly undercut. And I mean, even for the women in, in, in the in this whole thing too, we have slacked on our responsibilities collectively as a man for so long that women are now leading the home in a way that they were never called to do. Like they're the ones setting the spiritual tempo in the house. They're the ones setting the climate spiritually and physically. Yeah. Like there's a partnership. Like I'm a bad planner innately in myself. Like planning is not a strong suit. If I get my wife over here, she would 1000% agree with me, but her, her strength set and skill set is planning. She can plan and system like systemize anything. Um, so we complement that together. But my job as a man, which I'm not perfect at, is to is to set the spiritual tone for my home. Because here in my home is my first ministry. Before you um, has has you know before we go any further. Um, 
Let's see if I get this clicked up here. Oh, you maybe. Yeah, you Sweet, were frozen for dude. a while, so I stopped it, and then that was pretty I, fancy, just, bro. Because my ADHD yeah. just like <laughs> rewired my brain. That's amazing. Now I can. Now you can see me again. Hey, buddy. Hello. Um, hello. But yeah, dude. So as a man, I think as I fail that, and so many times is where I've slacked on my own personal devotion time, and then Amanda's had to pick up the slack. And mm-hmm. I think as dudes in general, if we just like rise up to what we're called to do look at the look at the tempo of the church how it would be different like our church where we serve dude is predominantly women in all areas minus the safety team really we got yeah dude so like we got some ushers like most of our usher team is male um but everything outside of that so you've got like the welcome team the cafe the connect team like we have an after service like for newcomers, like we want to meet you, talk to you, get to know you. Pretty much that whole team is like all women. Set up teams, women, like facilitating anything extras, all the ladies of the house. Um, and I feel like as dudes, we're missing opportunities to to boot to raise the roof, to to call be called up to set the tempo for for I mean, church in general. Like look at the Western church. If the dudes would have, you know gotten on board and rise up to their call or their place and taken ownership of the church and leading ministries and leading people like it would be vastly collectively way more impactful in the culture i think i mean in my own opinion you know like i don't know your thoughts on any of this but um i don't really know enough to have an opinion no. i think <laughs> <laughs> no just thoughts in general dude like as we're well, chatting dude but so, so um what like so you were talking about like single men yes sir in what aspect um do they play I mean, you know i think i feel like i mean the single dudes even in general can step into a leadership position but not in the sense of like owning this leadership position oh this one's mine that i get to serve at like the, as that stepping into a leadership and serving position needs to be as an, in an outflowing, as an outpouring of an, in, like a, a personal relationship with Jesus. Um, what about like, out, like not necessarily at the church, but like in general, like outside, like, I feel, how they I mean, do it with their families, like, you know, if they, if they're not necessarily like in a relationship, mm-hmm. what would be a way that they could, um, you know, provide some sort of, I don't know. I mean, even if you think back to like, before you were married, dude. And had we gotten a hold of this whole Jesus thing when we were younger, man, with the tenacity and the zeal that we all had growing up, right? Like you know, zealous without knowledge almost. Um, but now we're zealous with knowledge because we know Jesus and he's amazing. Um, and we understand who he is and what he's done for us. But I feel like single people, even within their home, like with their their parents, their mom, their dad, whatever, however their family dynamic looks, mm-hmm we can raise the bar for our own dads to step into the role that they are called to do. I mean, I, for me personally, I didn't have a good relationship with my dad. Um, but on the other side of that, excuse me. Um, I could have set the tone and the bar for my own house. Like my mom's house that I lived at, like I could have stepped up into that role, um, Mm -hmm. and been, a 
like a, a, a thermostat for, for my home. Like had I been pursuing Jesus wholeheartedly in those seasons, I feel like I could have filled some of the void, even for my brother looking up to me. Um, yeah. and then even shouldering the spiritual load for the household, dude. Cause yes, my mom's, it was my mom's home and she was our, our leader. But I mean, regardless of that, like as a single man in pursuit of Jesus, you have the, the ability to raise the bar, um, in how you treat people ethically, how you interact at work, like what you do at work or how, how you perform in your job or, or at school or whatever is, can be directly tied back into raising, um, the standard of, of what, a man should be doing and be called to do doing things with excellence, doing things with, um, with so like greatness in mind. daily life and life, dude. And it all comes back down to, um, being so set on fire that when dry things and dry people look at you, it causes them to burst into flame. So the pursuit and nearness of Jesus is the is the crux of this whole thing like yeah you, you can look back on your life and look at this was a good dude here and he did things here but the difference between like a good man and a great man is the legacy in which we live behind and i think if we if we live this life legacy minded like what are people what are what are my kids going to get from me and what are my family and my friends are going to get from me that they will then pass on to their family and friends and to their kids and yeah. i feel like that the that kind of mentality is that we're not just here for for a, but a vapor, but like what you're passing down to Andrew and what I'm passing down to Jaron, Ari, and Liam. I want them to see a man so so like dead to himself and in, in in service to Jesus that like that causes them to have a just like an example to look onto that causes them to pursue Jesus in that same sort of fashion. So even young people, man, look at the mentor mentoree relationship, like in those, in those relationships, like there's been so many times where I've been reverse mentored. I'm like pouring into this kid. And then this dude turns around and like blows my mind with how much farther along in the spiritual process he is than I was ever. And it's like realizing that, you know, man, old and young and everywhere in between, we have something to learn from each other. And even young single dudes, man, like getting in the community of, of just guys in general, like you have the ability to set the tone and be an encouragement and be a light for these You're dudes. That up, maybe, dude. Can you hear me? Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. It's like cutting out. My internet. What the heck? Can you hear me now? I'm still doing it. Still like, no. Oh, good, 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 oh, that's it, dude. That makes it really fun to have a conversation with. Hmm? Still all crazy. Yeah. Oh no. Because I can hear you fine. Okay. So you can go Maybe. now. Oh, see, see, we're good. Possibly technical difficulties. Still all messed up. Try turning off your video. See if that helps. Oh, oh. All right here we go. Or maybe taking up the bandwidth or whatever let's see this how about now how about now can me now no still it's doing all it. messed up i know last bro. time it was acting it was acting a little crazy but it kind of recorded all right nope <laughs> let's try should i turn it off turn it back on <laughs> Hey, how about now? Some 
technical difficulties. Yeah, legit. No, it's still breaking up. Oh, no. Say something. Yeah. How about now? How about now? How about now? You broke it. Oh, broke I broke it, it all. Uh oh. Let's try this. Let's end this and start over again. Yeah. Yellow, yellow. Hello, hello, hello. All right. I'm going to, we're going to do a break. I can't hear anything. Yeah. We're going to take a break. <laughs> Just Be Or is a local Phoenix, Arizona family business that offers three services. Be Organized is our personal organization service. We will organize and declutter projects in your home or offices. Be Hauled is our junk and debris removal services. We haul away unwanted junk, yard debris, and furniture. And Be Restored Designs is our furniture restoring service. We restore and customize your older wooden pieces, breathing life back into them. We would love to give you a helping hand. For more information or to get a free quote, find us on Facebook or Instagram. Links will be included in the description below. Or you can shoot us an email at just.b.ohr516 at gmail.com. Recording in progress. Okay, everybody. Sorry about that. Technical difficulties. Yeah, that was that you, was a mad I don't know technical. if you remember what you were saying, but if you want to pick back um, up, yeah. Single so dudes, I think we were talking about, or yeah, we're talking about single dudes. Is is having the ability, even within their families, their friends, their culture that they live in, um, have the ability to influence, um, and set the the culture for that for their for their friends group. So, um, as a single yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. As a uh, as a single dude, you have the ability to I mean honestly, you're almost in a better position to set yourself up for the future to like devote even more time to Jesus. So like for me, um like for me personally, I still pull a lot of um like wisdom and nuggets from the time where I had like an entire year to like devote to Jesus. When I moved to the ranch in San Diego, working at a ranch, like teaching dudes how to, how to be, you know, followers of Jesus and like running a ranch, taking care of pigs, cows, and horses. And really that time went like I took out as a single dude to pursue the face of Jesus and like, um, you know, do these, do these cool things and set a time, set aside time, really set like the cat, like the, like calibrated me to come back into like my life as, <clears throat> as like having been spiritually disciplined and discipled. So I think as a single dude, you almost have um, more of the, of a chance and ability to devote more of your time to your pursuit of Jesus. So, um, and that then turns right back into, in pursuing Jesus, you can figure out who you're called to be as a dude, as a man, as a leader, a protector, you know, uh, a husband, all that stuff comes from and should come from um, nearness to Jesus, right? Like we've said it a couple of podcasts ago for your buddy, right? Like his future wife should be, his his future wife's heart should be so hidden in Jesus that he has to go to Jesus to find it. Dude, and I feel what, still. No. So thanks, bud. So 
um i was trying to remember what you said that that verbiage that you used yeah because one of the do so one of the i don't know i don't know what he is he's one of the ushers but he's like real um like i didn't mean to cut you off but i like i it, i was thinking no, about go ahead because we were doing the core 52 <laughs> bible study thing and i'm yeah. like man what are we talking about because uh our pastor gave the sermon because like not our pastor doesn't do the sermon all the time it's like the mm -hmm. main campus pastor but he did it today so i think that's why he wasn't in our bible study in the morning because he was like preparing or whatever and uh one of the dudes he's one of the ushers and um he's only you know he was like uh saved like you know a couple years ago um and the reason why he was saved is because of like the chosen the chosen is what caused him oh, wow. to get saved that's so awesome. he like always wears a hat he always wears a shirt like you know and all that stuff but he was leading it today and he was talking about um how one of the questions that he asked was like about specifically about couples and um like it was kind of directed towards the guys and there wasn't many of us there today but it was like something about like um I can't remember, but it was like basically, how do you pursue your wife or your or your girlfriend or whatever, and um, how does that change or does it change and whatever? And I'm like, oh, it's like every day, it's like every day you're trying to like get kind of like reestablish that relationship kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And he was like, well, I don't really know what to, I don't really know how to really talk about it because you know I'm just. I've only been dating my girlfriend for a few months and I was trying to think about that thing that you said specifically about, um, see, I don't even remember what you said again. What was it? Yeah. That the dude's future wife's heart should be so hidden in Jesus that he has yeah. to go to Jesus to yeah. find it. So I just text that to you. So, you, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. so I'm going to, I'm going to tell him because like, I couldn't think of it. And he was like, and he basically said it, but like in a different way. Mm -hmm. he was all like i thought i was like trying to find like the right person and i couldn't figure out like how to do it and because i was really kind of really focusing on you know following jesus and stuff and i'm like oh man and i'm like i didn't say anything because i'm like trying to think of it in my head and i'm like <laughs> i'm like oh man I was, and the whole time i'm just like i can't think of it i can't think of it and i was just like <laughs> i was getting really pissed because i was like dude i know nate just said that stuff like two days <laughs> like two podcasts ago and i couldn't remember what you were saying <laughs> and i'm like dang it yeah, dude. So like, I texted it was like next really, it was really good. Like, you know, if you think about it, it's like a really good, you know, thing. And um, that's like not how we, how me and Aaron um started, obviously, because, but you know, we're we're working. I think I'm like a little bit more further in than the path than she is, but she's getting there. She was like putting tabs mm -hmm. on her Bible this last week. Yeah, well, that's um, sick. And like with Ro my buddy Rocky and Nicole that came up, Andrew's godparents um you know they were like they brought their bibles and stuff did you go to church with us and you know all awesome. that stuff and uh yeah and i think you know it's just it, yeah i i was trying to remember it and i couldn't and um it's just I mean, like, that whole thing too that whole thing too even is very much applicable to every day with your wife or your husband like mm -hmm. wives with a husband um numerous times where i've like slacked in my devotional period and like I mean, it's almost like Amanda's so much nearer to Jesus. It's almost immediately like communications like off, like it's not hitting right. You're like snappy. I'm snappy. I'm responding like a jerk and a doofus, like on stupid stuff. And, and it all comes down to like, her heart is so hidden in Jesus for me to perfectly love her. My, my pursuit needs to be to him first because mm -hmm. there's only, only through that 
can you love your wife the way Jesus loves the church, right? Like the only way that you can do that is spending time with the one who loves the church, Jesus, right? So mm-hmm. every time, dude, when like things get spicy around here and we're Wait, like... And like... I mean, uh, like... <laughs> like <laughs> the clean this like, up. Like fighting, kind of, uh, oh, fighting, uh, spicy. fighting, gotcha. yes, not, not good, not spicy. the good spicy, <laughs> not the good spicy, not the, the good other spicy. spicy. <laughs> when we're at each other's throats over dumb stuff, it all comes back down to both of us or one of us yeah. as our focus is shifted away from Jesus and reacting and, and, and interacting in such a way that's in ourselves versus, you know, a heart that's submitted to Jesus that day. Right. So, um, it all goes back down to that, dude. And it's almost like that. It's almost sounds so cliche and so simple that you're like, dude, that can't work, bro. If it, it freaking well, works. Yeah. Like, it I mean, it sense. is what it is. It's a, I mean, that's like a, like, because it has to well be a basis, be, right? Yes. That has to be the basis. If, yep. if you're, I don't know, like for us, if it was just me making the decision to go to church, she would, she would not want to go. And that would be an issue. Yep. Right. But she just didn't, she didn't want to go today. She was like, it's just not the day. Right. Yep. Does her own thing. It's not a big deal. Yep. Um, she like her shoulder was hurting. We went tubing yesterday and then me and Andrew just went snowboarding afterwards. Um, and she's, you know, her shoulder was hurting from dragging the tube to get on. There's like a little conveyor thingy. Mm -hmm. So we got to like walk up the little hill and then back around to get on the conveyor thing. And like, she's hurting. So I was like, all right, well, you know, whatever. Um, So it's not that big of a deal. Um, and then Andrew decided that he wanted to ask because we were going through Mark 10, 35 through 45 today. Mm-hmm. And so like I had pulled up on my phone and was looking at it and he like was going to download it on his phone. So like he had to ask Aaron's permission. He'd like <laughs> send her a notification to like download it. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And, um, which was like that's cool to me. That's awesome. Um, that he wanted to do that. So, and I, I mean, think he even did like it. like what you said last time, like oh, he was singing a song from church, like it clapped. Yeah. bro. That's a big deal. Like I feel like as dudes, even on that side, right? If we celebrate those little things, especially with our boys, I mean, especially with your girls too, you celebrate those like the little that seem little and insignificant, but really are spiritually huge. Um, and like show that positive emotion, like, bro, I think for me, the most profound, profound scripture in all of the Bible is, I believe it's John 15, 35, Jesus wept. So like this whole counter, like this, you know, this idea that toxic masculine talk, you know, masculinity is being the most loud and aggressive and, you know, in your face, belligerent sort of dude, like that's like totally like nullified and, and underwritten just by that yeah. one scripture, dude, like Jesus wept. So Jesus was so in tune with his own emotions. Like, dude, he was weeping over, over people being far from God. And I feel like as a dude, I, I think I can only count a couple times in my life where I was so grieved at the fact that the someone that I was praying for didn't know Jesus, that I was crying. And Jesus was like lamenting over an entire culture that, ha- that didn't put their trust in him and didn't, didn't know. Oh, I was like, well, where is this? Let me, let me, let me find this bro. Cause I need to need to know the address on this. Um, 
need to know the address. I'm going to turn yeah. the heat on. Hold on. Keep talking. I got you. But, uh, like, dude, Jesus himself. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, John 11, 35. You know, Jesus wept. And it really is, like, the idea that we have the ability to lead people to Jesus. But, I like, me personally have been so caught up in other things that aren't profitable to that, that like I miss the significance of even the little stuff in, in like Liam and Jaren and Arya's life. Like, um, like today we get out of church and, and Liam's like, dad, I'm supposed to say no to Satan. I'm like, what, (laughs) what did you just say? He's like, I say no to Satan, but it sounded like, uh, it sounds like Zayden because he can't say sound. He can't, he's not there yet, but whatever. Um, I was like, Zayden, which is a friend from school. I'm like, why are you saying no to Zayden? <laughs> and he's like, no, Satan. And he like progressively just gets more angry because I don't understand that he's saying Satan. And I'm like, oh. And then he's like, I say yes to Jesus. And that's rad, dude. And even like, so Jaren and Arya too, per, like had this this conversation with us tonight. And they were talking about baptisms in our kid's church today. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, um, I, I want to be baptized. And like, we haven't really like forced any sort of baptism on anyone. Cause I really, it really should be a cognitive, um, like personal decision to be baptized, yeah. um, where they understand the significance. So we had the pretty cool privilege of like, you know, reaffirming and reiterating like what baptism is, is, you know, Jesus comes in and cleanses you of all your sins and being water baptized is an open public declaration that, um, you know, you go in the water, an old person, and you rise up a new creature, a new creature, a new creation, um, just like Corinthians talks about, and that transformation from death to life. And um, it was really cool to see because Jaren just turned 10 today. It's his birthday. Arya just turned eight. And like to see their, like, their logic and reasoning being like the word having a positive effect on their mind, even at this age, is awesome. And, and I don't want to be so wrapped up in you know, expectations of, of other things that I missed to celebrate those things. So like, even for Andrew, like, bro, let me download Mark. Like, yeah, dude, download all of Mark. If you want, dude, celebrate that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so what do you think about like, trying to say a way to keep this fairly anonymous. Um, what do you think about like, if there's a couple who's married, one person obviously is pretty in tune with, christianity and um is a fairly decent follower and then their significant other is is not quite there yet mm-hmm. or planning on doing it at all what do you i mean I, I know that there's like scripture about it specifically but what what would what is i mean do you know what that scripture is and if so um, i can't remember I mean, exactly it, what it is yeah so i mean a lot of that is you know talking about like being unequally yoked yeah um, exactly so that's it's like what i'm thinking put, about if you put a big oxen and a little oxen and you yoke them together and have them try to plow a straight field, like you're going to, you're going to get circles because one stride is bigger than the other. And it's just, it turns into a, a mess, but the context of how they met is kind of everything in that. So like if a dude is serving Jesus, pursuing Jesus, but then gets married to someone who is making a cognitive effort to not, um, and making that decision, you kind of have already, like, if you're already know Jesus, you kind of like know what you're signing up for in that, like it's going to be mm-hmm. a longer road. But, um, like if one, 
person like Jesus gets a hold of and apprehends their heart and the other one has yet to experience Jesus. Um, we actually kind of had just talked this uh, on Thursday night as well at this last Bible study. Um, one of the brothers was sharing some issues that he was running into with his, with his, uh, his, you know, they're newly married. And um, there's a difference of, you know, trying to force and drag someone to like church or to come alongside you spiritually versus taking the time to live your life out before them. So like being whether male or whatever, I don't know the context of, of what was going on, but the encouragement that I would say to them would be pursuing Jesus and them seeing Jesus in your life is the biggest testimony of, of where you're going. So as one has yet to meet Jesus or, you know, or said, you know, I'm not going to do that. That's your thing. I think as the person who knows Jesus is always offering an invitation, like, Hey, I'm going to church today. Would you like to come? And if it's met with a million no's, eventually their life lived out, transformed by the power of Jesus is going to lead them to be like, you know what? I'll go give this thing a shot. I know numerous times and people in my own life that it was the other way around. So they, they got married. Um, and the wife, got saved through some, 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 you know, meeting there in, in a Bible study or, or through a friend of a friend came to a Bible study, got saved and really was pursuing Jesus. And, um, I would always invite like, Hey babe, I'm going to church today. Would you want to? No, I'm going to stay home and watch football. No, I'm going to stay home and do this. No, I'm going to do this. And now they're like leading marriage groups that I mm-hmm. know, like, and it was just from that wife's open invitation, but a life lived submitted to Jesus. Um, is was the was basically the the butter to that like she wasn't just saying something and acting differently she was just offering an invitation and in that process this husband seeing that Jesus is his wife is different like there's something different about his wife and it was seeing the difference lived out over months and years that he was like you know what maybe this thing's real deal like i like almost got envious of how can you be joyful when things are hard like what, like you always find that positive, like you, you, like the big crazy things that undo me don't undo you. Why is that? Um, well, and Jesus said specifically that suffering yeah. is going to be normal and expect yep. it. You know, it's not yep. going to be something that's, you know, following him is not going to be easy and, mm-hmm. and, or, you know, something along those lines. Yep. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> he said, be of good, be of good cheer of overcome the world. He's like, you know, you're going to be persecuted for my name's sake, but, you know, be a good chair of overcome the world. Yeah. Um, I mean, really, though, I think, I mean, I even when I first was going to like a bunch of youth camps and stuff, it's like, oh, close your eyes and, you know, if say this prayer in your heart, you know, the salvation prayer. And it's no, now that you've done that, you know, you know, your life's going to be easy and things are going to be like this. I'm just like, no, dude, you're that's not scripturally relevant. Like you're telling a bunch of the students that like things are going to be easier now that you have Jesus. You have a, you have a more stable center, but things are going to get crazy. And I think, uh, yeah. I mean, with anything, right? Like there's a cost associated to everything. Well, and I and, think that's and, a reason why a lot of people aren't like really aren't really believers is because like they're like, well, if there's if there's a God, then why do yep. all these bad things happen? 100%. Well, like people just don't understand. Like if they actually took the time to like study it and understand exactly what the Bible says about free will and evil and like all this other stuff, they would understand like, you know, 
obviously God doesn't want bad stuff to happen. Mm -hmm. But in order for us to turn to God, bad stuff has to happen. Yep. Sometimes, you know, that's kind of sometimes the way it is for people, you know, like, yep. Through the hardest parts of life, like that causes you to, to bring you to the end of yourself. And I feel like a lot of that too is even traced back to Genesis one, you know, like in the garden and Genesis Mm three, like in the fall of man. And it's from that moment, it starts all the pain and the suffering and the bloodshed. Right. But God uses all things to bring like for me, right. Like I wouldn't, if there was any way for me to stop somebody from, from going down the path I did of drugs and alcohol and, and filling the void in my heart with everything other than, than Jesus, like I'll do it in a second. Do I say any, do I regret any part of my past? No, because that brought me to the, brought me to my knees into the place where Jesus had me to save me. Um, and realizing that dude, like, like the world is fallen innately. Like we live in a world where evil exists. Yeah. Pain and suffering is around. Like it's, it's prevalent evils around like it's in your face everywhere and it's like uh like realize... the super bowl halftime show for real like <laughs> what is going on yeah um my buddy went on a whole like dissertation as to it was it was something and he i mean sold out for jesus but he it was it was around dude it's everywhere dude like even look at um like the other commercials and all the things like there's so much like like darkness everywhere um in there being so much darkness, Jesus will use the consequence of that to bring you back to him. And it's like, Jesus is just amazing in the fact that he'll leave the 99 to pursue the one. Like that concept is crazy. Even as like, as a shepherd, like leaving your entire flock, that's healthy, whole and protected to go to leave them to pursue the one dumb sheep that walked away and fell in a crevasse or something, right? Or in a, in a ditch somewhere. And, and Jesus is actively pursuing that one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense though, because like you have to consider like, okay, well, these people here are saved, right? I don't have to worry about you who is like pursuing Jesus actively. You understand like, yeah, you may like screw up every once in a while and like do something or say something or like kind of blow a gasket or whatever. And then immediately be like, ah, dang it. Like I, I freaking like whatever. And then you're like, mm-hmm. you know, I know I shouldn't have done that. And then you're like instantly regretful and repenting on that behavior kind of thing. And when someone, and you know, and then obviously like Jesus is like, all right, man, well, you got it for the most part. Like you're, you're not perfect. Yeah. You're going to sin. You're going to do what you're going to do. But ultimately it's these folks over here who don't know me at all, mm-hmm. who, I want to focus on because they're just kind of wander. Like you said, they're wandering sheep. They really have no idea. And it's not necessarily their fault. It's just because they just haven't experienced it. They don't have anyone in their life who is like actively pursuing Jesus. And I think that's what happened is like, everyone's in their own little echo chamber. And what I noticed too, is like on Instagram, man, it's like, okay. So since I've been like posting, like, um whatever like um verses bible verses and like whatever now i get which is kind of so there's a couple weird things that's happening actually there's you know like these um worship pages coming up 
there's these like Christian pages that are popping up. But then on the other hand, also the complete opposite is coming mm -hmm. up. It's like, it's trying to like pull me away from this. And I'm like, dude, like what is going on? It's like complete extremes, right? Because mm -hmm. it's taking this one thing that I'm like actively looking for. And then it's taking this other thing that I'm like, have no interest in anymore. And I'm actively trying to block it out of my daily life, you know, on a consistent basis. And it's just, it's crazy. It's you know? pretty scary to think of like artificial intelligence and the algorithm, right? Their yeah. whole job, its whole job is to force feed you media content and you can do things to offset that. But also look at like who's the principality that governs the world, dude. It's darkness. It's it's yeah. it just is what it is. And this algorithm is honestly taking, like even on your iPhone, is taking an infrared photo of your face every like three seconds, mm -hmm. and like where your eyes are tracking, what you're looking at, and it uses this algorithm to force feed you things, obviously. And you'll see. And once you're like your eyes, you're looking for it, like you're making a conscious effort to guard what's happening in your eyes. You're gonna see that happening all the time. Where you're like watching your uh, this Christian thing pops up and you're scrolling, oh this this is good, and then all of a sudden it's like a hard left comes out of nowhere, and like yep. it's basically baiting you into it's got all all of your algorithm data stored up in a in a super computer somewhere, mm -hmm. and it's like this is what was this is prior to this time this is what was looked at, so yep. I'm gonna go back into the archives and try to drive you and deviate you back into what was there. I mean, that's a job to think yep. of that. We're making computers to do this. That's insane to me. Yeah. And it's, it's not good. It's and it's like, good. even like, I mean, like on the, on the other side of that, like when you are like, and you do have, you know, a, a moment where you look at something you're not supposed to or whatever, that algorithm then force feeds that to you. So if you're making a conscious effort, it becomes more difficult to get back into where you're supposed to be. It's like designed that way. For show, craziness. Oh, but uh, side note: Have you ever heard of uh, like how the shepherd gets to like if a sheep wanders away? How the shepherd gets that sheep to know the shepherd's voice? Have you ever heard that? No. So the process Maybe. of that, is, I mean, it's possible. If you do, stop me. Whatever or not, because that's a cool story. Um, so say a sheep wanders away and it keeps wandering away and deviating from the herd and deviates from the herd. The shepherd, a good shepherd will follow it into the pasture, find it and intentionally break its leg and carry it on its, on his shoulders. A young, a young, I don't know what a young sheep is. What's the, like the calf version. I don't know. Little, a uh, baby sheep. A little baby. The little baby, baby. <laughs> a little baby, a baby sheep, <laughs> but he'll carry it around until that leg is mended so that the sheep knows the shepherd's voice. Now think of that spiritually. When we keep running away, we're running away, we're running away. We're going to have to find, and we're going to oh, get into a, a place, a lamp. Oh, we're so dumb. <laughs> oh man. We, we're struggling. Wow. I would hope that we, next time we'll know that more efficiently. Uh, so Jeez. a lamb takes the lamb and has which to is mentioned in the bible like how many different uh, times for I, yeah, prophecies I, want, good I don't want to know the number because that just makes me feel worse about myself mm. but but yeah it carries it on his shoulder until the lamb then becomes a sheep will know that that's the shepherd's voice and will follow the shepherd's voice and mm. spiritually 
Like I had to be humbled so many times and Jesus just threw me on his shoulder until I got to know his voice, man. And that's like that. why even the imagery of Jesus as the good shepherd is so profound biblically is Jesus will leave the 99, pursue you, mend you in such a way that you will begin to recognize and hear his voice and follow him. And he's so patient and, and like, he's so kind in that whole regard that like, I deserve everything that like should have been mine outright. I should have died on the cross. I should have died in a gutter somewhere estranged from him, separated eternally, dude. But he was patient enough as I was like spitting in his face every chance I get to still pursue me. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know if it's Ted DiBiase, like the whole arrogance guy. It may have been him in a different time. Why I was going back to him for any advice, I don't know. But he rocked my world again. And I was like, man, like, I feel like I just keep spitting in God's face. And he, I don't know who it was, but he stops me and he's like, think of a little child. Where would a yeah. child be for you, for them to spit in your face? And I said, I don't know. Where would he be? You're still sitting in the father's lap. So mm-hmm. if you're spitting in God's face, he's, he still has you on his lap. And I was just like floored by that imagery. Like even when I was spitting in God's face, I was still sitting in his lap, dude. Like he still had me. He still was pursuing me. And, you know, he's called me now to be a better husband, a better follower of Jesus and really take ownership of where we're supposed to be in our own family. Cause family honestly is your first ministry. However you want to slice it, Andrew, Aaron, that's your ministry, bro. Everything yeah. else is secondary for me, Amanda, Jaron, Aria, Liam, that's my ministry. Everything else is secondary. And for me to pastor my home correctly, it goes right back down to how much time I am spending in prayer, worship, and acknowledgement of who Jesus is in my daily life. And I wish I could say I've ascertained and become this like monk. And I, all I do is, is study my word that I have to, I have to guard my Bibles because Amanda steals them from me mm. all the time. She's threatened to steal that one. And I told her, no. Why? Um, well, you know, they need, you can only read one at a time. I know, dude, but she tries to like at one point she studies though. So like, she'll be like, Oh, what's this translation looks like? Oh and, yeah. Oh, what sense. about this one? And, yeah. and then she's like, Oh man, I really like your Bible. And she texts me that she sends me a picture and says, I really like your Bible. And my response is no, do not steal my Bible. All caps. <laughs> like, do not steal my, you just got to like take them to work with you. Dude, all of them. I'm going to like pack up my bookshelf and bring them with me everywhere <sighs> I go. Just in the back of the truck, I'm going to get a weather guard box and it's just going to have all my Bibles in it with a key. But uh, <laughs> for, for me to be the person that I'm called to be for my family, I'm going to have to spend the time on like looking for Jesus, man, at the foot of the cross, that Christianese terminology of just trying my best every day to be a little bit better than I was yesterday and in pursuit to be better tomorrow. Yeah. I think the biggest thing for me too, is like just trying to make sure that I consistently just try to get a little, like you said, just try to get a little better, try to catch myself when I get to the point where I get, you know, where I like, may come close to losing my temper or something like that i think that's like the big thing Mm -hmm. um but i think i've been doing fairly well and just you know a little bit at a time nothing it's not going to be overnight and it's been a few months now and now like um it's just um it's like it's a it's like a um like a reflex you know yep like instead of after the fact it's a proactive reflex you Mm -hmm. know kind of thing um, thinking about 
reactions ahead of time, you know, stuff like that. So and I think it's working out pretty well. Yep. Um, which is a big deal. That's awesome. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, just trying to work on it. Nothing, nothing crazy. Just trying to, you know, improve. Yep. You can only do so much. And that whole thing too, you start to, like, like you're saying, like it, you start to notice that instead of reactions, it becomes like the preemptive action, right? Like you're taking safeguards against it. So it's not like, oh, I reacted in this. I'm, I'm taking, you know, I'm catching it before it happens. So then I'm mitigating that like response. And that the mm-hmm. more you do that, it's like, you know, you don't take a whole like sub sandwich and stuff it into your mouth, right? Like it's one bite at a time. I mean, that'd be cool. That would take way less time to eat, which I'm cool <laughs> with. Just like there go about my day and be done with it. But like you eat little bites at a time. Like I tell Liam all the time, you have too much food in your mouth. And he's like, no, I don't. It's just everywhere. It's like he's like, sp- spraying everywhere. dude, that's disgusting. Now what, watching our children eat is literally just makes me not hungry. And I'm just, I can't focus <laughs> on it. It's just so gross. These little, these little, uh, pig pens and pig styes. But it's like, even in that whole process, like you're saying one day at a time, one moment at a time, you know, this just focusing on today. Um, it's like taking little bites of your food, man, and and processing and swallowing. And before you know it, you've consumed the whole dinner, your whole steak, and and then you're moving on to the to the to the deeper things. And that's what this whole thing, dude, is like. We're just called as dudes to understand who we serve, and to understand our purpose, which is to protect and to love and to pastor our family, and to love our wife as Christ loves the church. And all that is is one day at a time, one moment at a time, one minute, like one minute at a time. And, you know, the pastor, we had a guest pastor today and he was talking about the just minutes. I forget who the quote was. And I, I'm going to butcher this horribly. It's like, I worry about the minutes because the hours will take care of themselves. And if you're mm-hmm. worried about in this minute, how am I going to love the way Jesus loves my family, my wife, my kids, my people around me? The dude at the gas station, how am I going to display Jesus's love in this minute? And before you know it, your hours down the road and those hours turn to days and those days turn to months and to weeks and to years. And that's all this thing is, man, is a daily pursuit to be a little bit, to allow Jesus to transform you just a little bit more than you were yesterday and to realize you have tomorrow to become a little bit more transformed than you were today. It's the simplicity of the gospel. Jesus transforming us from the inside out. That's it. That's it. Mic drop. Boom. No, I don't want to drop my mic though. I think I have it in the right spot. I can't <laughs> drop mine. It's connected to a thingy and I can drop mine. It goes like this. It it break it won't break. It won't it won't break. I'm pretty sure my daughter actually dropped it today, actually, and it wasn't plugged in. I'm like, baby girl. How did you drop that? She was like, well, I don't know. Yeah, I just I'm picked like, it okay. up and let it go. Duh. <laughs> Duh, bro. She's our, she's our accident prone. Actually, they're all accident prone, honestly. I think maybe Liam's the least accident prone, but everyone else would lose their head if it was not attached, Absolutely. including Aria. I don't, like, she's put a hole in her wall today. I don't know how. With a basketball hoop that was attached to the back of her door. I don't know. We're going to have to figure that one out. She, I think she just threw it open being a punk and was like trying to slam dunk or something and just mm-hmm. rim through sheetrock. Gone. Hole. Right. That's it, man. That's it, dude. And I, dude, I'm honestly, if you haven't heard this today, 
I'm proud of you for how far you've come in pursuit of who Jesus is and asking the questions you're I haven't you're heard asking. that today. Well, dude, I'm proud of you, my guy. And uh, I appreciate you've that. Come, you've come a long way just even in the last six months, man. And it's pretty exciting to be on this side of the of the microphone with you and just being a bystander of what Jesus is doing in your life. And um, and I want to challenge you to find someone who's more ex- experienced in this whole thing than you, and then find someone who's less experienced in this thing and find someone who's at your same pace, right? Everyone needs a, a Barnabas, a, a Paul, and a Timothy. Someone that's pouring into them, someone's walking life with them, and someone you're pouring into. And like you don't buy into the lie that you don't have anything to offer because you feel like you're like a baby Christian or whatever. You're, God's created you for such a time as this, and everyone who's listening, this is a, is a fact for you as well. You were created for such a time as this, and what you have to offer, God put inside you, those gifts, those talents, that treasure that you got inside you, that all wants to be unlocked for God's glory. And don't buy into the lie that you are ill-equipped, that you're not able to, you're not smart enough, not you don't, you're not eloquent enough, whatever. Basically, it's a willing spirit, dude. That's it. And take it, run with it, bro. It's exciting to be on this side watching what God's doing in you. It's pretty dope. I realized this morning I have a lot of gray hair. Dude, I shaved mine off. I know, that's be, completely I not kind of what we're talking about, but it's a lot, and I, it's kind of sad. It's yeah, very it's sad, just, actually. I just trim so. my beard up because when it gets longer, you see it more. So, you know. But, but it, I you appreciate know. you taking the yeah, time dude. to do this with me. I'm glad that uh, it's something that we have. Yeah, dude, it's awesome. And hopefully it's helping somebody out. I assume it is. Um, hopefully, I don't know who's listening. Um, if you are listening and you, I don't know, if this is helping you out at all. If you had some issues and then listen to this and it helps you kind of get through something or another, maybe let us know if you send us an yeah, email. Yeah, let us know 100%. The, God, uh, Guns, and Family Podcast at Gmail, man. Let us know, Gmail. dude. We want to hear about it. Or on Instagram at the God, Guns, and Family Podcast. Yep. Which Amanda is taking over. Yeah. And I didn't She's realize in. it. And then I was all like, someone logged into your thing from Phoenix. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> she, I'm like at work and she's like, hey, what's the login info? I'm like, uh, this is what he sent me. It was the whatever uh, passwords. And mm, she's yeah, like, don't say okay, it. what's the, no, I'm not going to. What's the email? <laughs> I'm like, uh, I'd assume God's got a family podcast. I don't think, yeah, I don't think we used that. No, it, I don't she use figured that it out. So okay, she good. used her. She used her big scientific brain and process of elimination to to log in. Very nice. She's a genius. Yeah. Very good. She's very awesome. Good. So yeah, cool. let us know, man. And you know, anyone listening, bro, if you got anything to say at all, dude, we're here. And dude, we're just gonna keep doing this thing, man. If it turns into a huge thing, awesome. If it doesn't, bro, one person, dude, realizing. The entire kingdom of heaven celebrates over one person who is saved is yeah. awesome. It's profound to me. So if one person in the whole run of this podcast, episode 9,000 and one person, it was worth it, bro. And if you are on a path, and this is specifically for my friend who may or may not be listening, but he did say that he kind of straight away, um, kind of, you know, just kind of slipped, didn't do anything bad. He just you know, kind of whatever. It's okay. You know, just get back on. Yep. Get back on, move forward. You know what I mean? What I tell everyone, dude, get yourself up off the ground, 
Dust your shoulders off. Get back on the horse, man. Let's keep running. All right, man. We got one minute left. Let's do it, man. Let's pray. Yep. Jesus, we just thank you for who you are. What a privilege and honor it is to just, first of all, know you, to serve you, to be loved by you, and to love you, Jesus. And I pray, God, that you transform us so that we can transform the world, continue to renew our mind so that we can uh, speak life into the world. So help us to be the best family, family man, pastor, lover of you, Jesus. And we just thank you for who you are in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Catch you all later. Love you too, man. Bye. Hey everyone, this is Mike. Just want to say thank you guys again so much for listening to this podcast. It really means a lot to Nate and I that um, we're having so many listeners and we really hope that we're doing something that can really help you with your path in pursuing Jesus. Uh, We're not perfect and we know that and Jesus knows that too. So if your concern is not being worth Jesus's love, Throw that away because nobody's perfect. It's the pursuit that matters. It's the effort that you're putting in and just, it's, it's just work on it. It's going to, it's going to take time and just keep working on it every day. Like Nate said earlier in this podcast today, minute by minute, then hour by hour, and it's just going to take care of itself. Just take the time. Start slow if you need to and keep moving forward and, um, you know, just keep it up. God bless.